0: Welcome to The Rock Play, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. This is an outdoor podcast that aims for the head. I'm Colin True, and joining me today, he's back from his week away crushing cycles of HGH. To get ready for the Enhanced Games, it's Justin Halsman!
1: Yeah, I get that reference because I I did read the first entry in the outline today about the enhanced games.
0: I was so mad that you, we didn't get to record last week when I saw that headline. I'm like, oh,
1: this is Taylor made for us. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, you know, I don't HGH scares me a little bit. i thought about I thought about testosterone before. Like, how could that be? <laughs> how could that possibly turn me into a, a rage fueled <laughs> terror beast? You come on, one day you're just screaming, just like. <laughs> eating the microphone. fucking multi
0: tools, man. <laughs>
1: fucking eat <hate> these things. <laughs> but at least I'm at least I'm stronger, you know. That's right. Just crushing your microphone in your. Hand. Yeah. How is Hawaii? Well, I don't know if you know about this, but it is paradise there. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It's a little and uh, experience. Yeah, it's a little hard to come home even though I thought I lived in paradise already. I live in a colder version of paradise, I guess. So, it was great. It was super. It was great. It's nice to downshift a little bit when you um I mean, we well, we have two little kids, four and two, and my wife were and I were huge travelers before uh, the kids, and mm-hmm. we still kind of have that instinct to be like, okay, which 38 things can we do today? You know, like um, the kids are great because they, I mean, anybody with, this is not like this is new information, but, you know, it's it, they're like, where do you want to go to the beach? Like, oh, right, right, right. Right, we could just do that instead. <laughs> so it's <we just> mostly at <laughs> the beaches. It, it was fantastic. <laughs> did you uh, any
0: surf, store did you run any locals run in, run-ins or anything like no, that? No,
1: no, not re- well, not not really. Although, so we, um, you know, I surfed a lot at at this reef um, in Poipu Beach, which is like not by no, I mean it's super touristy, but uh, mm. so there there were like a couple locals that would paddle out, but they're super chill, um, and the waves weren't like firing, so no one's no one's like getting their feelings hurt if they're not catching waves, but. Uh, We did go and like tour around the island. There's a there's a wave that uh, like Hawaii is pretty known for, the being the most extreme localism or the that doesn't really work having the most extreme localized spots in Hawaii. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, I mean like pipeline pipelines pretty heavy on the north shore, but like there's a group called the Wolf Pack, which was like uh, everybody was afraid of like in the '90s and 2000s um, in Hawaii, and uh, so yeah, and, and it has some extremely heavy waves and a buddy of mine from Kauai, he was like hey here's here's go check out these few places and here's a wave that like you've probably seen before but like don't surf it but go go check it out you know and so like we went down to i won't say what it's called but we went and like you know found it and it's in this little community where there's not much around and there's a community and there's a beautiful beach and an absolutely world-class extremely heavy wave and we were there it was kind of breaking but it was like just getting down to the beach there is kind of mm. nerve wracking, just because you see signs everywhere that are like respect the locals that are like hand drawn in like very angry <laughs> font, you know. <laughs> <It's>, and um <laughs> and like it, I mean like no one's gonna do anything to you like had, like you can go to the beach and they're like whatever, but like you know had had I tried to paddle out up the point it would have been a problem, you know. Even though right. there was like not that not really any waves, but just feeling that a little bit. And, like we were there for not that long, and I was watching it hoping to see a set come and like. I could just see out of the corner of my eye just some like, you know, dudes that live like right across the street kind of, oh, what's this Dodge Charger doing here? <laughs> <What's this?" laughs> <You're right. laughs> you
0: know?
1: Like, all right, let's just go. So that, that's the yeah. closest That's the closest I got. But uh, people, and like I've heard stories of people getting hassled just looking at it before. So thankfully it wasn't like firing. But it's also like this is this, like the kind of thing like I, you know, we talked probably talked about in the podcast. I'm such a fan of localism and surfing. Like to me, it's good it makes all the sense in the world and like this little spot especially because it's like there's nothing around there's for some reason a little community in this little cove you know and uh of like a few streets and probably 30 houses you know and like yeah that's their wave like it's their literally their backyard yeah. like nobody has a right to surf there at all you well, if it was and the like, only
0: wave in the world where you could surf then maybe we have a conversation sure. I, yeah. I i don't i was nervous about that cuz I basically learned to, no I learned to surf when I was living in Washington and anywhere I would go up there, there was like, yeah, there's like there were plenty of days I was the only person out right mm-hmm. and it was fine and I'm sure there are spots right but wherever I went it was like never had never even thought of it then it's like oh you're moving to southern california I got really nervous I'm like is this going to be like the end of my surfing career before I even doing it cuz like you just you know the stories about locals and stuff like that and you just and you just if you approach it right and you learn where to go and what to do and what's okay and what's not you know you probably avoid most of that I think it's just like, the other day I was in the grocery store. I was thinking about this. There's a guy walking around in the grocery store doing the cart drag with, like, his pinky, like, dragging the cart behind him, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like that, you know, like, that okay, case so you're already like, ah, uh, it's not going to go off the rails. Are you Are going to bang into something? And he's got his phone in front of him on speaker, and he's yelling at the whoever he's talking to, and the other person on the phone is yelling back. We're in the middle of a Ralph's, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> like, okay, see, that's the guy
1: <laughs> that yeah.
0: doesn't think about— what right. you should do in a certain situation right. when there's so, other people around, yeah. Right. The odds of him getting into a locals-only situation way higher than me. <laughs> <laughs> <Totally>.
1: <laughs> yeah, for, it's it's a good point. Like, I don't know if I'm not. What's weird is I'm not particularly confrontation-averse. Like, if someone cuts me off in traffic, like there's they'll probably hear about it, you know. Or, or even just <laughs> right. like walking around, like I'll be like, hey, that's not how you walk, <laughs> or whatever. <you> know? <laughs> but like. Uh, like like when it comes to this sort of thing, I'm just like so full of deference, just like yep, yeah, okay, uh, is it okay to be here? Like what, what, you know? And like even this little like random like little reef I was surfing in Poipu, which you know, um, again, it's like right in front of a bunch of hotels and so and like board rental spots. Thankfully, it's a little shallow and like a not intimidating, but like a, you know, you're not gonna get total beginners there. Right. But uh, you know, it's like any guy, anytime anyone who looks like they're from there is like paddling for a wave. It's like okay, it's your way. I don't care what to, you know, if it's my <laughs> turn or not. Go ahead, you know. Or, yeah. It's fine. So. Adjust your expectations, people. Yeah.
0: Today, of course, Justin and I will be discussing some headlines that have come out of the outdoor industry over the past week or so, more or so, because there's a couple of things that came out while you were out of town. But before we get to any of that, we are recording this on Friday, February 9th, which means we made it to the weekend, which means it's also time for America's favorite podcast segment, What Is Justin Doing, presented by Long Weekend Coffee. <laughs> so, Justin, American wants to know. What are you doing this weekend?
1: Um, uh, this is going to be news to news to everyone, but um, packing up the house, we're moving to moving to Kauai this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I had to say it quietly. That's your your wife, wife is screaming something at you in the
0: background. What's yeah, going don't worry about me? her; she's <laughs> she'll, she'll come around. <laughs>
1: she'll... <laughs> uh, I'll probably just be crying into a into a mai tai that I made myself at home, listening to Hawaiian music. That's what I'm doing. this Yeah, a little weekend.
0: rough to come back during the atmospheric river. I guess you know what a little tough. we
1: missed. We missed a pretty heinous storm. Also. Congre- like, just want to give props out to Hawaiian Airlines. Like, the day we le- flew home, it was like my phone is blowing up with like massive weather alerts for <laughs> don't for come the Bay- home today. You're Bay gonna area. die. <laughs> yeah, and like the winds are supposed to be blowing like 50 miles an hour at the airport. And like, our flight was not delayed, we got in a little early. Like, it got a little twisty on the way down, completely fine. But like, arrived to f- like this, in- all of West Marin County was out of power for like days. So, but we <laughs> our block was okay, but um. We missed, like, apparently, like, an actual hurricane. <laughs> it was awesome.
0: I, I was wondering about, I was thinking about you, and you were coming home was on Sunday, I think, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man, was like there's it was, no way.
1: It, it's. I went for a ride last night, and I, I've never seen as much devastation around here as I saw last night. Like, big trees down, huge, like, Damn. ruts in places I've never seen before. Like, it got wild while we were gone. Uh, but, so that's, I'll also be doing some of that this week, a little, a little damage uh, reconnaissance. Got to see, you know, what the trails are like. But what is Justin doing this weekend? It's presented by Long
0: Weekend Coffee with four varieties of beans. Long Weekend is the best choice of coffee for all of your adventures, not just on the weekend. Head to longweekend.coffee. Be sure to enter the ro- the code ROCK10 at checkout and get 10% off your first order. Get the secret handshake. I just got five bags of secret handshake. It showed up the other day. It's the best blend it from Long Weekend good. Coffee. Uh, Long Weekend Coffee. More weekend, please. So. Let's get into some headlines. Usually, I build up to the story that I think we're going to talk about the most. Pickleball? But this first headline came out last week, as I alluded to in our opening, while you were out surfing in Hawaii. And I'm so excited to talk to you about it, because we're talking about the Enhanced Games. Enhanced Pickleball. (laughs) Now, see, now you're just being smart. Like, yeah, that's what we need. We need giant, like, Schwarzenegger-looking dudes playing pickleball. Like, you get killed if you hit by an errant pickleball, (laughs) because they hit it so hard. (laughs) Last week, Canada's Running Magazine reported uh, that the week before that, the man behind the doping-enthused Enhanced Games, Aaron D'Souza, has revealed he received millions of dollars in financial backing for his entrepreneurial idea a year and a half before his first planned Games in the summer of 2025. That idea is to provide an alternative to to what organizers perceive as a corrupt Olympics. They criticized the International Olympic Committee for its alleged exploitation of athletes, lack of payment of athletes, and rejection of enhanced world records. And the enhanced like gains. real
1: piece of work. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't know you, Aaron. Sorry. Go
0: oh, I, I'm we sure were going to talk I mean, about I it, but disagree I disagree with
1: the corruption of the Olympics <laughs> to a certain degree. But like, I can already yeah. tell I don't like this guy. <laughs> I
0: totally. You know, Ben Johnson was probably an okay guy, right? Does anyone <laughs> yeah. remember ben Johnson. Yeah, of course. So. The Enhanced Games promotes the use of science and focuses on core sports, aiming to break world records and ensure fair compensation for athletes. They argue that performance-enhancing drugs, when used prop- responsibly, can significantly enhance training outcomes and allow athletes to reach their full potential. Now, this feral like Roman gladiator in the Coliseum part of me is like all in on this idea, so <laughs> what do you think?
1: I think that this guy already owns a pair of those uh, Apple Vision Pro <laughs> and a Cybertruck. This is a guy that you see online right now driving a Cybertruck wearing his Vision Pro goggles, don't you think? I mean, this is like, this seems very startup tech bro saving the world. It's let's magnify human potential uh, like hogwash. I'm going to be honest with you. That's what it sounds like to me. I don't. Well, one of the
0: investors was Peter Thiel, so we're we're exactly. in that we're in the right world. <laughs> See,
1: like I don't like I don't have a problem with the idea necessarily, but like maybe it's just the the I don't know. Was this a press release that you read all that from? Yeah, it was in a, I was
0: mostly well, canada- from Canada's um, Running Magazine. Canadian, Canada, yeah, Canada's uh, uh, Running Magazine. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I uh, I mean, aiming to break world records, they don't count if you're on drugs. Like, what does that even? you're you're going to make uh, your that's own that's what i mean like, like I, look, I don't if
0: if this thing know. happens and it's on tv i will be tuning in with a bucket of popcorn i want to see what happens. and i don't really know actually why would I mean, if they're how do well, you even know what tell. they
1: are like how can you exactly like if it's like if it's cycling like i don't know if you're riding 5 minutes faster i can't tell like that's not going to be that interesting it's going to yeah, have you, to be you know <sighs> There's an SNL skit from like back in the 80s or something where there's like an all steroids Olympics. Do you remember this? We posted like, it on
0: rockfight.co. You we did? Like where the guy, rips his, arm, where out, the guy yeah. rips his arms off? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the see, all like, drugs
1: game. Exactly. Like, that's great. If you want to do weightlifting shit, I'll watch that. I'll watch or yeah. like, who's going to, fuck, uh, who are they going to get? Because I mean, for the most part, if you start, if you start openly doing drugs to win the enhanced games, you're not going to be able to compete in like most <laughs> other things. Like you're going to be on the WADA's hit list, the World Anti-Doping Association's uh, hit list. And so goodbye, regular Olympics. Goodbye, regular sports like you're done. So good
0: yeah, luck. I, is it just, you know, are you just gonna go pull all disgraced athletes out of the uh, you know, or the, the you know what it's gonna be? It's like, gonna
1: be a lot of bored people that are like, I'll do I'll do like horse <laughs> tranquilizers and like whatever it takes to like throw something further. And like people that aren't that good at these sports anyway.
0: The games are gonna focus on a limited number of single person events that are of of high interest, like track and field, swimming gymnastics, boxing and weightlifting. And they plan to dispense with events that people aren't interested in, like badminton, curling, and long-distance running.
1: I kind of feel like those long-distance running, yeah, but like badminton with a bunch of yoked up dudes, that might be more fun. (laughs) I honestly, I think this was a big misstep. I mean, the more I'm thinking about it, yeah, me too. There's no like Ben Johnson is a great example. Like he won by like what, like a half a second or something. It's like, am I supposed to be able to tell? Yeah, they the only way like,
0: this is like, interesting is if you can show how incredibly, how much how much better they are by by being enhanced, right? So you have to have like a bunch of normal people in there or something like that because you're right, against other world-class athletes or against other people who are doping, it's just going to look like anything you would see at the Olympics. How is this going I mean, to look it, different?
1: This makes a lot more sense for something like, like a counting sport or, or, or something like yeah. baseball or something where you have to score more. You know, like if it's like, or you want to see somebody hit home runs every at bat or something. But for track and field, like, even if if someone ran the, what, 100 meters? Is that what Bolt is famous for, whatever? The thing they run in, like, something 9 like point that, something yeah. seconds? If somebody ran it in five seconds, like, is that even going to look that different? Like, I don't...
0: That's what I, I mean. Like, I'm, I'm pouring water all over my my flame for the enhanced games, but it's true. Like, I don't really know how you execute this where you care, and that it's tainted by the fact that, like, well, they're all just doing whatever they want anyway. I, you know, I think the, the best example, probably, of something, of watching something where people have been doping was probably cycling back in the 2000s, yeah. where you can have someone who's like crushed one day and then comes back the next and like wins the stage. Right. But it's still not any more exciting watching the activity when it's actually happening.
1: There's a, there was a, I think there's like a viral tweet that goes around every time any kind of Olympics happens. And it's someone saying that like, this would be way cooler if there was regular people doing it too. So you could see how good these people are at these things. I agree with that. And like maybe, you know, I guess you said that earlier. Like if you had like regular athletes competing alongside, yeah, but like you maybe. and I were standing
0: there next to you know like Usain Bolt or one of these or these enhanced people, it <laughs> was like decimating. us. we're not even halfway around the track, you know. Um, yeah, there, I mean
1: that's what American Gladiators was, right? Like weren't there were there regular people in that? Like they were there trying were. to like or like they were pretty athletic, but they they were like trying to get through the obstacle courses with these like incredible hulks throwing like nerf balls at them and stuff.
0: Pretty much. Yeah, I loved that show when I was a kid. There's actually a Netflix documentary about that. It should have been like an hour long documentary and they tried to stretch it out into like eight episodes or something yeah. like that so I didn't finish it. But just seeing how that all came together and it's a that's kind of what you're tapping into. Like I would watch that again. If that came back, And it was like, here's Joe from Fargo, North Dakota going against, you know, Gemini from like, you know, who's cut from the Raiders yesterday, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) inside linebacker. Like, yeah, I kind of want to watch that. The thing
1: thing with the enhanced games or American Gladiators that still, I guess, rankles me a little tiny bit. And we've talked about this so many times, but it's like, is there that big of a difference between someone who does HGH and someone who just lifts weights all day? Probably not. I mean, like, I mean, I'm sure they tell you that I don't mean like in terms of like capability, but it's like. I, I still think it's a. I still think it's a bummer that to be like a professional baseball player, you have to lift weights like every day now. When did it, it used to be like that? used to be able to just show up and be like, I'm just good at this. And now it's like, well, I got to be in the gym five days a week or else I can't right. compete. Like that sucks. Like why not just take – what if you just didn't lift weights but you took steroids? Would that work?
0: Yeah, I remember reading uh, Rocky Blyer who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 70s and it was a whole thing about he went to Vietnam and was injured in the war and came back and still played in the NFL. But I'm talking about like training camp back then where like, you know, guys didn't do anything from when the season yeah, ended that, it was actually a training camp to get in shape. <laughs> yeah they came to training camp so yeah i this is i don't really understand too they're like, something they're, they're trying to portray this as it's unfair to people that they're not allowed to do this stuff like yeah, i don't course. really
1: that's because peter thiel thinks it's unfair they can't like implant neural neural links in everybody all right <laughs> these people are all like obsessed with like perfecting the human race because they're bored and they're sad And there you have it.
0: There you have it. (laughs) We figured it out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, still, I'll be interested to see if this actually happens. They've raised a lot of money for it, it sounds like. So it sounds like they're going to really give this a go. I I guess
1: we'll
0: see. We'll see what happens. But keeping that theme going, the next thing I wanted to talk about was an article that ran on a website called InsideTheGames.biz about the first eSports Olympics, which are also coming in 2025. And the quote is from Thomas Bach, who's the current president of the International Olympic Committee, who probably has some choice words for the Enhanced Games. What's Thomas Bach think of the Enhanced Games? Wait, he's um, the
1: he's the hold on, he's president of the actual International Olympic Committee? The yeah. current like were the people actually okay?
0: Yeah. So he thinks he said, I think we can expect the first edition of the Olympic esports games in 2025 or 2026 at the latest. He pointed out that on one hand, there are virtual sports with physical activity, while on the other hand. Some of the most popular electronic games are in line with Olympic values. I think we can put together a very interesting, but also values-based program. How do you feel about esports coming to the Olympics?
1: I guess I'm ready to, you know, I think I'm ready to burn everything down. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that might be the what I was waiting for. Let's just... This is it? That's it. Let's pull, the, let's pull the plug on all this. I mean, I don't... Who thinks, that, who thinks that's a good idea?
0: I'd be more interested in watching good, like, uh, gamers probably play games than than the Enhanced games, now that we've kind of dis- dissected that one.
1: For how long? Well, that's a good point. I mean, like, I'll, I'll <laughs> watch, like, if I, you know, every once in a while, uh, I'll see one of those, like, someone solved Super Mario Brothers 2 in, like, 30 seconds, and I'll be like, oh, whoa, how'd they get all the way, how'd they jump past all the flaming things? You know, like...
0: Because that's your generation I, games. Yeah, right? but like, like if yeah. you like
1: throw somebody like I don't, last thing I want to watch is someone playing Minecraft or like Call of Duty or whatever the hell they play. Ever I don't want to see that period. The, I don't video games yeah. depress the shit out of me. Generally speaking, so I'm have you ever not been the into them? Here, yeah, when I was younger, I loved video yeah. games, and even like I tried to get I tried to get back into it in my twenties a little bit. Like I, I'd buy a system here and there, and like you know I'd get home from bartending and like play call of duty to like 3am but like i <laughs> i mean honestly once you st- i mean it if, i don't i don't have a problem with video games but like for other people play them if you want to but like for me personally like once i started building a life around being outside the very last thing i want to be doing ever is playing a video game it feels like it's just a massive waste of time P- for myself i mean i have no judgment if you like playing video games i get why you do i feel like
0: this is the like lowest i've seen you go i feel bad now i shouldn't have put this on the outline
1: no, I'm not that upset about it. I mean, I'm not, okay. I'll, I'll be you fine. You like a little. <laughs> I'll be fine.
0: Okay, good. Well, let's move on then. Let's move on to something else that's uh, equally as depressing, even if it's uh, great. <laughs> more in the natural world. Well, it was a story that ran on ExplorersWeb.com uh, about shark attacks doubling in 2023. The University mm-hmm. of Florida's International Shark Attack Files 2023 data has revealed that last year was not a good one for humans versus sharks. And I have a reason I brought this up. But of the 120 shark attacks investigated, 69 were considered unprovoked. Ten of these unprovoked fatal uh, attacks prov- proved to be fatal. Mm-hmm. This doubles the number of 2022 fatalities.
1: Were most of those in Australia?
0: Had to there be. were, yeah. There's definitely like some AR, of those there. There were something. more in the U.S. I think there were six unprovoked fatalities. Like, what does that mean? In the U.S. Poke. There were some in the U.S. Yeah. Huh. Um, but I just go back to my stance of this is kind of like the. What was the thing we talked about, oh, about the, the skin the skin cancer thing? Like, do we want to <laughs> oh. publicize these statistics? Like, there's a real fear of sharks for some folks. Like, what yeah. good does this do? Right? Because, you know, I looked it up. Chances of dying in a car crash are about 1 in 100, yeah. depending on what you look at. Chances of dying by shark attack is 1 in, like, 4 million.
1: Yeah. There's, I think, can li- we just like, lightning, sort of like, lightning is usually, uh, you have usually have a higher odds of getting struck by lightning, typically.
0: Yeah, Right. But dude, someone will <clears throat> someone will read this and be like, oh see? It's why I don't go in the ocean. Yeah, I just that's don't think this is worth publicizing it.
1: Frankly, that's fine <laughs> with me. People want to think that. I, the uh, surf industry I, is gonna start publicizing these. So so I mean we've when I was a surfer, we covered this a lot, as you can imagine. This sure. kind of thing. And I do think that there's value in it too, in places where um there's a pretty heavy uh you know um well there's a lot of sharks and a lot of people in the water at the same time i mean if there's like we've seen we've seen in california uh a, an increase in shark attacks over historical numbers and a lot of that's because there's more sharks than there used to be and okay. so um because we stopped like the in the 70s or whatever like we started passing legislation that that like to help the fisheries and a lot of us had from a lot of this is like the clean water act and stuff like that, where you had to stop like dumping shit in the ocean and like fishermen had to be a little bit more like proactive about not overfishing and blah, 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 blah. And when that happened, the sharks came back in pretty high numbers. And so you know, it could be the kind of thing where you grew up in a place and there were never really shark attacks. And now they're f- fair, f- not frequent, but like they happen right. now. And it's simply because there's more sharks and you might not be aware of it. Like, I do think there's, there's value in that.
0: Yeah. That's like Cape Cod's a good example, like of all the encounters, like there's so many more sharks there now than there used to be.
1: Or like in Australia, like netting and, 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 and drum lines are a huge thing where some of the beaches are netted. A lot of the beaches are, they have what are called drum lines where they, uh, they hang basically fish hooks like out on the perimeter of the, of the beaches and like trap and kill sharks. Right, and but Australia is getting kind of hammered with with attacks and fatalities. Like 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 that's their their numbers are going up, Um, and there's a big uproar about drum lines. Like a lot of people really want them. A lot of people think they're abhorred. So uh, I actually I do think it's interesting, but I I also feel like um, the unprovoked thing is kind of funny um, because what is that. Mean you don't even know the shark is there. But right. uh, so
0: you, I'm in the article now. It's like yeah, it's a lot of this is in Australia, but there's however it was the U S that led the world in total unprovoked attacks with 35 of the worldwide total of
1: 69. That's usually in Florida because like bull sharks, um, I think they're bull sharks, and like I think yeah, pretty sure maybe not. that might be Australia. There's a kind of shark that's in Florida that is just like always around and like like in the surf zone. And so people just like bang into them and they get bit. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. They said, you know, know, majority attacks were test bites. The sharks are confused. Like, uh, you know, that's usually what it is.
1: We've learned a lot about that kind of thing. Like, like we've now know that like, they probably don't really mistake you for prey. Like oftentimes it's, it's that they're, that they're territorial. And Mm -hmm. so you get in you get too close to them like anything else. You know, a cat will do the same thing. You know, they'll lash out at you because you're in their space. So, like, that's pretty common. Like, they're swimming around and they see like a big shape, like, oh, what the fuck? And they bite you. But I'm still not really afraid of sharks. I mean, in Kauai, there's a couple spots I wouldn't surf because I wouldn't want to be out there by myself. And I don't know that zone. Like, maybe that's a sharky zone, you know? But like, and there's spots around here I won't surf. But I've still never seen a shark. I've been surfing since I was 13 years old. I've never seen a shark in the red triangle. Never. I've seen, okay. I've seen dogfish, which are a tiny version of sharks that are totally Mm. harmless to people and they're pretty small, but they are sharks, I guess. I've seen a lot of those where I grew up, but like an actual like shark shark that could hurt you. I've never seen one in person.
0: I mean do we do so you think it's a good thing to publicize these statistics? I mean, I'm not really mm. suggesting we hide things, but I just sort of like uh it's another one of these things that people aren't just going to take the wrong way well I, I don't love the
1: I don't love like scare tactics or like you know if it bleeds, it leads kind of news stuff I get right. like which is kind of what this would be i like i I'm very familiar with the Florida lab that that compiles this because mm-hmm. that's what we, that's like the main one to use for data if you're going to write about sharks, and it's a pretty easy story to write you know so like oh sharks are up sharks shark attacks are up i get like i don't think i don't think the like, attack part is that interesting i think cuz all that means is there's sharks cuz that they're right. going to bite things that are around them so like to me it's more interesting like oh wow sharks are coming back like that's more interesting to me than the actual mm-hmm. fact that they bite people because again it's not like they're hunting you uh it's way <laughs> different than it's it's uh, uh, like i'm i'm afraid of bears i'm not afraid of sharks yeah you know like that seems gnarlier to me um, I don't know what the, I wonder the, I wonder how many more people are killed by bears and sharks.
0: Uh, bear attacks are more likely to be fatal. Shark attacks are more frequent. That's right. We, remember, we yeah, looked this right. up. Yeah. That's number right. of bear related fatalities outpace shark fatalities by four and a half times. Cause, cause yeah, like usually the sharks just curious or they're doing their thing and are territorial or whatever, but then they swim away and you're like, fuck, I got it. Now I'm bleeding yeah, versus long a long bear you attack. Get, yeah, you get attacked yeah. by a bear. You're yeah. Yeah. Have fun with that. Good luck.
1: Yeah. Either way. I don't really want that to happen.
0: Well, the last thing I wanted to talk about, I thought this was interesting from an adventure travel point of view. This was, was on adventure.com uh, by journalist Cassandra Cluse. She reported that Delta's efforts to reduce single-use cups and other waste on their flights. Okay, airline, you know, as air travel hits the environment not just from an emission standpoint. She wrote, but she also cites a 2016 statistics that airline passengers produce 5.7 million tons of waste, much much of Fuck. which is single-use oh. plastic cups. They do love yeah, to give you that's those. That's 2016. They are
1: so pumped on those cups. You want some more cups? Oh, yeah, they can't cups, wait. They'll give you cups. six of them if you ask for them. You sure you don't want a cup? Not cu- Are you sure? <laughs> we don't even have to put anything in it. Just here's
0: a cup. Yeah, just take the cup. Just <laughs> it take the cup. says Delta on the side. Uh, she writes that even the most simple-sounding solutions, like moving to paper cups, in place of single-use plastic, comes with challenges. You know, deltas, they've been quoted as saying, paper cups don't hold cold drinks or alcoholic beverages as well. And even most pa- paper cups have a thin plastic lining, making them more difficult <laughs> to recycle than even the plastic cups. So I think about this stuff every time I'm on a plane, you know, I and I do make an effort to kind of use less stuff when I'm, you know, on a trip, but that it's still like, you're on your five hour flight, you're hungry. It's like, yeah, I'll have the cheese and, it know, does feel like all bets are off
1: on an airplane. I never really thought it about kinda it It kind of does. Yeah.
0: But so you just traveled on planes with your family. I mean, did you consider any of this while you were nope. traveling? Were you thinking about it? Nope. 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 Just, you You're like, I'm in,
1: let's go. I've never given it thought, which is amazing. Like I've thought before about like the emissions of air travel, but I don't fly that often. I mean, at this point it's kind of once a year to Hawaii. So, Mm. you know, uh, maybe one other trip sprinkled in here or there, but when I used to fly a lot for work, I felt a little bit weird about it, but it is, it is something. all bets are off once the door closes. Like, I don't care. It's wild. I think it's as soon
0: as you enter the airport.
1: Kinda. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't, I I would never, like right now, if I went and got like a cup of coffee, like I'm, I'm religious. I never, ever use paper cups of coffee. I have 8 million tumblers. So I always take it with me. And if I have, for some reason don't have one, it's, I feel really shitty about it. I would well, never I try take to always ask at the cup. shop,
0: like I'll get it for here. Like put it in a mug for me, whatever, you know?
1: Well, and like, there's a bar down the street that I, that I go to all the time that has outside seating and they used to just give you like plastic disposable cups. And like, I got like, I would talk to him about it. Like, this is insane. And fi- I'm not saying it's because of me, but they finally switched to, like, actual plastic mugs that they can just wash. And I'm like, this is way right. better. But, um, but, yeah, on an airplane, God, I never think about it. That's so funny.
0: It's, it is kind of still the Wild West. I mean, it, you know, you walk in an airport, it could be like 530 in the morning. You're like, hey, we should probably start drinking, don't you think? Well, yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> it's just, I there's mean, a
0: weird I, thing about travel. They just, the, there's no rules. Why is that? But there's a lot of rules. But like in terms of like Why is normal that, everyday though? behavior, because it's not I, even I don't like, know.
1: even if it's not a vacation, you know? Because like now, now if I'm flying, it's more likely because I'm going somewhere for fun, so I feel like I can do whatever I want. But like even if it was like a work trip, it's like yeah, I'll get a beer at three o'clock, sure.
0: But what's the solution? I mean, how do you get people? Because I mean, I definitely make an effort to try and take a bottle with me now. So I don't like, know. I, I, can like, fill like, I don't. Water. I don't
1: think they would let you, like or maybe you know what? Maybe that's the only place we get plastic cups now. I don't know. I don't really use plastic cups unless I'm on the plane. But now I'm thinking about how many I used on this trip. <laughs> Lot if they, yeah, if it's so about 5.7
0: million tons, right? That's million I think tons, that's a lot
1: that seems like a not lot, not million
0: pounds, million no. tons. Yeah, what would the cost of plaintiffs be if they just said, Hey, it's BYOB, right. <laughs> we're not going to serve you anymore? <laughs> what kind of I don't know why they don't
1: do that. I mean, frankly, like, I don't neat like I, i'm so, it is kind of weird that they're just like here's food like the only time in the world to get free shit and it's not free obviously you're paying for it but like <laughs> why is that like an ex- expected thing i'm on a plane for five hours where's my little meal like that doesn't happen any in any other thing
0: i i would take a world war it's either we're cutting it entirely bring your own shit you're in an airport airports well, have so do. many different restaurants yeah a lot of people do but that but or we're going to go all in and give you really good food. Like, this is f- going to be like, you know, we're going to cater this, this flight, and it's going to be more expensive, but you're going to get an actual meal. Like, the well, sort of in-between meals we get kind of sucks.
1: They don't make it obvious. Like, we, like, when we left the other day, I'm like, oh, I'm really hungry. I'll just get some of the airport, because I'm an idiot, and I get there, and I'm like, oh, damn it. Like, the only thing is, there was a Pete's coffee, and they had bagel breakfast sandwiches, and they were $13. <laughs> now, <laughs> it was amazing. Of course, I got one. It was like shockingly good, like holy really? smokes! Yeah, it was really, the really, really Pete's good. The airport Pete's bagel sandwich—it yes. was, and it was that huge. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I see why it's thirteen dollars. Like the egg was like two inches thick, and there's like real. Ba- it was really good. But we get on the plane, we're like take off like an hour into the flight. Like okay, here's our complimentary service. Guess what? Here's a free breakfast sandwich. I'm just like, God. I had no way of knowing there was going to be free you food ate it on this flight.
0: Like, a, like you just fucking wolfed yeah. That right thing after, down. after You had, I had, two two had another. Breakfast right, sandwiches.
1: After, right after I had, but it's like, had I known there, and were... and then your kids free, didn't eat theirs, you ate theirs too, didn't you? Of course, because <laughs> you can't get full on an airplane. People don't realize this, but no matter what, you cannot get full. No,
0: you don't get calories in an airplane; they just they just evaporate. So, are you going to think about your uh, single use cups now? When you next time you travel, after we talked about this,
1: I, you know, I, I I actually do. I will say, I I typically I usually don't take the cup. When it's offered to me.
0: Okay. But. You, have your, you bring your own water what you Well,
1: they'll be like, just give me the whole can. Because the oh, only I thing I really saying, have yeah. on a plane is the tomato juice. Because I'm, I'm one of those weirdos that like, I'll never drink. I never even think of tomato juice. And the moment I get on an airplane, I'm like, all I can, all I want right now is tomato juice. Are, w- you why? This? this is Are a thing. Saying, well, no, no, it's not. No, it is. It is. There's like, <laughs> no, there's people not. have like done like studies on this. I swear to God, it's a thing where <laughs> yeah, people, like, people like crave <laughs> Bloody Mary mix on airplanes. It's true. It's really true. And yeah, are you drinking like Bloody the... Marys
0: and you just don't want a cop to it, or like no, is it a no?
1: No, I don't. I don't really. I hate Bloody. Marys. <laughs> That's I don't like vodka. so weird. Yeah. Do you like V8? No, unless I'm on an airplane, and they're like, give me the Bloody Mary mix. It's <laughs> How true. many did you drink on your trip? <laughs> one. One on each trip. One on each flight. Wow. Tomato always. juice, huh? Always, I know, I know yeah. what to get you for Christmas. Now. I can't believe you've never thought about this or heard about this. Yeah, this no, really, it's not. I you, don't
0: believe it's a thing. I'm not suggesting that <laughs> you do it right
1: now, but if you Google it, you will see <laughs> things on there about like the, the weirdness of people wanting tomato juice on airplanes,
0: craving tomato juice on an airplane.
1: Yeah, but but point is, is that they'll be like, "You want the whole can?" I'm always like, "Yeah," because I don't want to deal with that cup. But mostly, it's because I don't want to like have to have it because I'm like, now where do I put this cup?
0: Well, that's a good. I mean, I guess they don't offer you a whole can for everything because they have to like serve an entire airplane. Oh, they'll full give people. you the can. They'll they they will the if you ask. But they would sh- You think you just give me the can? What are you doing? Like, give me the can. Yeah. Hmm. Or they put I- half a can in a plastic cup? No, come on. Good times. We can wrap it up there, man. Anything else you got uh, going on? What's going on with AJ? What's the next AJ coming out soon, well, right?
1: Pretty soon. Yeah, we're. I think we're sending it to the to the uh, to the print shop today for, to get the official proofs. I think so. That means next week second round of proofs and then it probably goes to the i think it goes to the printer next week and uh we're pretty stoked on this one there's some like i'm reading i'm reading you know i'm proofing all the ish, all the articles right now and it's like a few that get your palms pretty sweaty and uh one that made me tear up a little bit um it's a really it's a really good issue so we're stoked on it yeah and it's the first one that has can you can you tease the- some slight uh the cover was that what you're gonna ask for uh yeah. no Go to go to go to our, go to our socials. Yeah. Check it out. I, I I think I'm also not 100 percent sure that this is officially the one. I think I think I've seen the cover. Um, but okay. uh, yeah, this is the first one that has some little tweaks, where like the fonts a little different and like uh, the departments are different. So we're pretty stoked about it. But yeah, right now. Oh, and Surfer, I will say, Surfer Magazine is making a print issue again. And when did so, that come out?
0: When did that start? start well, out? they've been
1: the website's been back for like a couple of years now, but they decided yeah. recently they're going to do it because um, Powder did this. Powder did a print issue, and mm-hmm. I guess it did pretty well, and so they want to try it with Surfer now. So they've tapped me to to do a couple things for that. So I guess I have to get my surf journalism hat back on.
0: But so I don't know much about that?
1: that. Just this one. It's a one-off, so I have to. I'm going to do, do a couple stories for for that. So. I'll talk nice about that man. when that comes out. Yeah, that should be cool. I'm, I'm a little ambivalent about it, but. It'll teach you, know. you to hate surfing again. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. doesn't take much.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll be sure to follow The Rock Fight wherever you are listening, and please give us a rating and review. You can also head to rockfight.co and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, it comes out weekly, it comes out every Sunday. Check that out. We are a production of Rock Fight LLC for Justin Houseman. I'm Colin Truth. Thanks for listening. And here to take us out is the greatest ska vocalist who ever lived. It's Krista Makes with the Rock Fight Fight Song. We'll see you next time, Rock Fighters.